This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane, the official Big Ten Tournament Preview episode of Drive the Lane. We talked to our great friend Robbie Hummel to preview the tournament. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the tournament, and we're going to give our Big Ten regular season awards. And we're not just going to go Holtman Coach of the Year, you know, Sensible Player of the Year, Sensible Freshman of the Year. We might do that, but it's not going to be all Buckeyes. All right, we're going to give it to you straight. And in terms of content, we're going all the way through March Madness. We know that, you know, barring a miracle, Ohio State's not going to be in March Madness, but we are going to be in March Madness. We're going to be going all the way through. We're going to be at the tournament in Columbus together. So if you see us, come say what's up. We'll have at least one episode more between now and then. Before we get to all that, though, bet Fred. All right, the information is in the episode description. Just going to tell you this. If you want to bet on who's going to win the Big Ten tournament, the place to do it is bet Fred. Sign up with the link in our bio. 21 plus in Ohio, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joey, Big Ten Awards. It's been a long year. This Congratulations season. to all the nominees, Andrew, a.k.a. everybody that plays the games and coaches them. Yeah. It's been a year. It's been a this, year. Is, this is an exciting time of the year, and normally we're even more fired up, but unfortunately – you know, our Buckeyes are plus 7,500 to win the Big Ten tournament. Which wow, is that's, a, that's really high. <laughs> yeah. And Wisconsin, who they're playing, is plus 5,000. Oh, which is crazy. My. Which is crazy. All the value on the Buckeyes there. Can I get yeah. them right at plus 2,500? Northwestern, the two seed is plus 1,000. Indiana, plus 600. Michigan State, plus 600. Maryland, plus 700. Purdue plus 145. I wish you could take a team to not win it because I would take Maryland to not win it. But I would I would take Purdue to not win it based on your theory. Yeah. I think I like Indiana, weirdly, to win it all. I love their draw. They play. Well, we're gonna, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow I down. Their, I love their draw. Slow down. We're I just get tell to them that. you should pick them to win it while we're talking about Fred. We're going to get to that. Let, let, let's kick it over to you. Coach of the year in the Big Ten. That's where we'll start. We talk about it with Robbie a little bit, so try to avoid spoilers if possible. Let's hear what you got. No spoilers. It comes down to two coaches for me. It's either Matt Painter of Purdue, Chris Collins of Northwestern. I'm giving it to Coach Chris Collins because who in the world thought that that team would be the two seed and going back to the NCAA tournament for the second time uh, in the in the college, you know, in the program's history, couple that with the fact that the dude was on the hottest hot seat of any coach in the entire Big Ten, and he got himself everything but a lifetime contract after this year. So I give the the head coach uh, or the coach of the year in the Big Ten to Chris Collins because he did the most with the least. I'm I'm going to agree with you, and I'm I'm going to tend to agree with you on most of, most of these. Feel like we're going to be heading towards a you know, drive the lane awards, you know, more than Andrews and Joey's just because we have very similar opinions, but I will say this anytime. And this is a spoiler for player of the year. 
But anytime you have the player of the year, in my opinion, I think you lose a little bit of your coach of the year. What if you're putting him in the best position to win and be successful? Obviously, there's a chance like that. Like if if Boo Booey was player of the year, then that would be a pro for you know Collins. You take like a guy, but you're the, the player of the year, and then Chris Holtman wins coach of the year. That's a perfect example. That's someone who wasn't the year before the most dominant force yeah, in totally. in the league. Like Garza, back to back Big Ten Player of the Year, or whatever. I, I don't remember. I O one Garza one, but Garza one. Like that's an example. Garza the second year in a row. I don't remember who won Coach of the Year that year, but it's like, hey, you have the <laughs> reigning Big Ten Player of the Year, the guy who was like projected to be Big Ten Player of the Year. But I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Collins also says a little Purdue. There was no big 10 teams in the top 15. Uh, Indiana was projected to win the conference, but Purdue was, Hey, you know, Purdue's there every year. So a little, so we'll move on from there. What what do you want to go with? I say we go player of the year next. We kind of hit it. Yeah. Player of the year. It's the, that's the easiest one. Zach Eady. There's no real debate. He'll probably win national player of the year as well. And obviously with Robbie being a Purdue guy, we talk about him a lot, so we can, we can move on from there. That's, that's a, I have that's a good a, or a dunk on a nerf hoop. If you're Zach Eady, I have a good question for you. What's who's your non Zach Eady player of the year. Jalen Pickett. He's been unbelievable. The, the, that Penn state is Penn state is nothing without him. As, as great as Chase Jackson Davis has been, that's an, that's a lock NCAA tournament team. Like he's unbelievable, but Jalen Pickett, like I just maybe because he just dominated Ohio State in the half, and I saw it up close and personal. Like that that just was so impressive. I think and and Jalen Pickett doesn't have the dudes, or he doesn't have the five star recruits. He doesn't have the like I I don't know. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Jalen Pickett, so maybe I'm a little bit biased because. Indiana rubs me the wrong way sometimes, even though I think they're going to win the tournament, like I said, but um, give me Jalen Pickett. But I do think the real answer is probably Trace Jackson Davis, but I'll take Jalen Pickett. If Jalen Pickett, hypothetically, I feel like we should talk about hypotheticals because most of these are one or two, you know, players or coaches is going to win. Hypothetically, if Pickett won, got to think it's one of the lowest finishes of a team. Like I, I do wonder, and I'm sure we could find that, but like, I wonder what the lowest finish of a big 10 player of the year is. I do feel like, and he's probably the guy this year. There's always a guy on the first team in every conference, probably really when you look at it, that's a part of a team that's not going to make the tournament or is on the bubble or is, or is not nearly as good as the other teams that have a, a player of the year, uh, a, a first team, all big 10 guy. And so I feel like he, slides into that as well. It, it's hard to be the player of the year. What it, unless you're winning, like winning is synonymous with it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking back like Johnny Davis. They won a share of, of the championship last year. Shout out to no co-champs this year fired up, but um, Garza Garza Cassius Winston, your team with Kata, you guys were the two seed, but like a half game, right? Yeah, I mean, we have the most wins ever to not win the Big Ten Championship. Right. Um, Caleb Swanigan, they were great that year. Denzel Valentine, they were the best team in the country. Frank Kaminsky, Nick Stauskas, Trey Burke, back-to-back Michigans. That that was a that was a what a time to, to be a Michigan basketball fan. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that it would be the, the worst finish ever of a player of the year, but that's why he's probably going to come in third. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. All right, mo- moving on. Freshman of the year. This is where you could go a little heart over truth. You could go a little, you know, should you take the brain pick, the heart pick? I'm going to give you – I'll hand it off to you. After you. Yeah, uh, this is the only pick that I will make with any sort of bias. And Bryce Sensible is the freshman of the year because he is the best freshman in the conference. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean he's the the most impactful to winning maybe, right, if that's one way to phrase it. But purely in terms of basketball and talent and scoring and what he proved throughout the year, he was from start to finish the best freshman in the conference. So he's my freshman of the year. I mean, it's funny to say this because think about where um, Ohio State would be without him. Yep. But they they are so low with him in the right. standings that it's tough to to pull him out and be like, what, what, they have maybe two less wins or maybe two more wins <laughs> defensively, you know? So it, it's, a, it's a unique scenario. Obviously, you got guys like – uh, Hood Shafino, you got Howard at Michigan, but I, I'm going to agree with you because it would be tough for us to not pick Sensible. But this was a really good freshman class, and a lot of these guys, in some cases, are going to be coming back. Someone who's going to, I think, get some top five votes is Bruce Thornton, and it's going to be a little "What have you done for me lately?" Totally, and I think you're spot on. I think he, when it's all said and done, might be the best freshman returner in the big 10 because you look at Jalen Huchafino is the other guy that we haven't talked about from Indiana who it's a lot like Bryce Sensabaugh Bryce Sensabaugh is um the dude from Nebraska last year Malachi is Jalen Huchafino right the maybe the stats aren't as good but the impact on winning is better you're on a better team you have a bigger role on a better team right um why what's his name the other guy's name is uh why can't I not think of his name on uh, McGowan's Bryce McGowan's it's funny that his name is Bryce also um, that's what I feel like this is like and now I'm being very hypocritical from last year right because last year I was like Malachi impacts winning way more it, it, he's come on strong he's been so great second half of the year that's like exactly Jalen Huchafino's arguments so you can't argue there I do think there is a weird chance that Bruce Thornton rounds out the 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 all freshman team and Ohio state having two guys on the all freshman team and being the second worst team record wise in the conference is, is pretty wild. Um, and, and I know we'll, we'll, I know like that's not necessarily an award. So I'll just briefly talk about it while we're kind of, um, you know, talking about the, who's going to win it, but obviously Bryce Sensabaugh, Jet Howard from Michigan, as well as um, Jalen Huchifino, those guys are locks to be on there. You got, Connor Eskijan, Eskijan, I can never say his name right, from Wisconsin, who's been awesome. Um, and those are, and there's a number of other guys, including Bruce Thornton, maybe even a Felix Akpara, probably not. Fletcher um, Lawyer dropped the ball. He, but, Fletcher, but Fletcher Lawyer is 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 rounding that five out. I think but, Fletcher Lawyer should have won Big Ten Freshman of the Year is kind of what you're, you're saying. He, that's he, what I'm saying. He dropped the ball. Totally. So, like, the four are locked in there. Right, the the Jet Howard, Bryce Sensible, Jalen Chafino, Fletcher Lawyer, those guys are locked in there. I think they'll give it to Braden Smith, the fifth guy, point guard for Purdue. It could go to Connor Eskijan. Eskijan, I keep, God, I feel bad not saying his name right. Could also go to Bruce Thornton. Bruce is probably the odd man out, right, out of those three because, again, winning. That's why I think they give it to Braden Braden Smith. 
Um, especially if they don't give Painter coach of the year, right? They want to like even it out. But of of all those freshmen that we talked about, three of them are going to the NBA. Jed Howard, Jalen Huchifino, Bryce Sensabaugh, probably all three of those. Of the returners, I think I might seriously take Bruce Thornton over those other guards. Eskijan, Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, Bruce Thornton. I might take Bruce Thornton. So we'll see. That's that's pretty interesting, though. All of those guys yeah. have a chance to make an all-Big Ten team next year, too. So why, why, while we're talking freshmen, the reason I say Fletcher Lawyer kind of dropped the ball was because I remember at the beginning of the year, we were like, if Fletcher Lawyer wasn't in the Big Ten, Sensible would be in the discussion right away for, you know, freshman of the year. Like, it was kind of, we wrote it off at the beginning of the year. A lot of people did because Purdue was, you know, hands down the best team in the Big Ten early on. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Another thing, and we, you know, we He's never give a miss- team all Big Ten guy Fletcher Lawyer at the right. beginning of the year. He's the right. best player on Purdue, even though Zach Eady was scoring thirty points. We never oh. give Michigan praise if we don't want to, but Jed Howard quickly went from has a scholarship because he's the coach's son that people thought to like well, this the, guy's. So, so this you might be confused because his older brother's on the team and he literally was a walk on, like right. That but, but but people Jed, just it's unbelievable. People just have the notion of like, he's getting the bump. He's going to be starting at Michigan. He's going to be the guy at Michigan because his dad, the coach, but it's like, Hey, this kid's really good. Well, this kid's really good. The dad is the coach. Oh, and the dad is also one of the best college players ever and a great NBA player. So maybe it's in his genes that he's a pretty good basketball player. Right. But it's kind of, he kind of had like the, the brawny bump even more because his dad was making the decisions at the school. Not to say that LeBron wouldn't be making the decisions at Ohio state. If, if Bronny said, I want to go to Ohio state, but it's like, sometimes you have a little doubt in a situation like that, where you're going to, in a sense, be handing over the keys to, you know, your son. And he drove the car very well. He did. He drove the car very well and not off a cliff or anything like that, even though Michigan, they've got to win at least one to be in the conversation, the Big Ten tournament, if not two, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay, but also, if they make the tournament, they're going to make the Elite Eight because that's just they'll what win the whole with thing. Michigan. They'll, yeah. they'll win the whole thing. Well, that's, um, the, that's the trendy pick, Andrew, for when we do an NCAA tournament preview and they're in it because Indiana's going to win the, the tournament and then Michigan's going to go the furthest, and we need right. the theory to happen. Well, also, my friend texted me today, and he's like, hey, I have tickets to – I'm not going to do anything for St. Patrick's Day Saturday because I have tickets to, you know, the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. And I yeah. said, unfortunately, Indiana's not playing Purdue Friday, so there's a chance they lose because they, they beat Purdue every time. But every time. Um, I think they've won three in a row against Purdue because they won that crazy game last they year. Have won, they have won three in a row. They won two this year, and last year was the cra- – exactly. Yeah. This is Indiana. Um, yeah, we do it big. Welcome to the Big people, Ten. So mo- People forget that this is Indiana. People also forget, Andrew, and we don't make this joke enough. We should make this joke more. In the other 49 states, it's just basketball. We don't make that joke enough. Moving on, though. <laughs> Moving on. Um, what do you got? No, I just saw a weird tweet. You ever see the non-contact college basketball tweets and it takes you a minute to understand why well, they no tweeted context. it? Right. <laughs> it's you gotta, exactly. You got to think about the context. 
But um, so we got two left. We got defensive player of the year and six man of the year. Six man of the year. Let's just get that out of the way because we don't really, that's, that's like a, that's a weird award. And I don't, I truly don't know who they're going to give to. Let's give it to Sam Hoiberg of Nebraska. <laughs> okay. Can we Sam. give, can we give an Ohio state six man of the year away too? Because we're Ohio state show after you talk Sam Hoiberg. Sure. Yeah. Sam Hoiberg went from zero walk on only on the team because his dad's the coach literally. And granted, because of, I, I know their family very well. I knew that he was a really, really good high school basketball player and was good enough to go play somewhere, but chose to play for his dad. Um, fast forward to not only is he playing, but he's contributing and he's like the clutchest greatest defender at the end of games, late game steals, late game layups. <gasps> guarding the other team's best guard taking charges like he's just everywhere um and he's like not even the sixth man like he's like the 11th man sam hoiberg the 11th man of the year award congratulations i love it ohio state sixth man of the year award is justice suing sean mcneil bryce sensabaugh all three are the sixth man of the year because at different points they were not starting or starting and in each game that they didn't start i felt like they should have been in the starting lineup what do you think about that is that a fact? Did Justice not start? Maybe he didn't start one game this year. He, I, I think he didn't start at least two. You talk about the point I just made while I confirm that. Yeah, um, I love that. I think that Sean McNeil, when he came off the bench, brought an awesome spark. I feel so bad because I wish he was on that team last year. It would have made that team incredibly, like, just light, light years better. Um, I love that. Bryce Sensible started the year. His, his per 40 was insane because he was scoring 20 points and playing 20 minutes in games with like eight rebounds. I love that pick for six man of the year for Ohio State. Um, Justice Suing is, I like I like the theme you got. Three going games. There. Three, Three games. games off the bench. Give him the six man of the year award. Um, I think you could give it to Ice Likely. He had some good games off the bench. I think you could give it to Bowen Hardman, who when he came in, um, he was chucking threes and he had to have the best shooting percentage in the country, like, like, in the last two minutes of games and has to have the best points per game per 40. Cause he would play two minutes and score six points every time he was out there. So I I'm good with any of those guys. All right. Before we move away. And I'm only saying this cause I got justice suing pulled up just a trivia question for you. I want to see if you can get the answer. I love trivia. What year of playing justice suing has played five college basketball years. Yeah. What year of playing? Year, this is 14 points a game. And, what year do you think he averaged his most points per game? Oh, I, I knew what you were going to ask. That's yeah. Um, his first year, he averaged 14 points a game, though, didn't he? 13.8. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, and the answer is not his first game at Ohio State when he scored like 100. He had 19 <laughs> and didn't miss a shot. Um, what year did he score the most points? It's not, not this year. Is it this year? I need a final answer. All right. I I guess I feel like that's the weirdest answer, so I'll go this year. The answer is his second year at Cal. Okay. Well, that's I mean, that's what I would have guessed. I just don't what do you mean that's what you would have guessed? You guessed two of the five, and they were both. I thought you were trying to make I tried I thought you were trying to be interesting. That's on me. I think that's interesting. Second year of five, average most points per game. Yeah, why not? Gotta know your role on those terrible Cal teams. I'm sure he was getting them up. All right. Next question. Defensive player of the year. I'll give the award for Ohio state after you give your big 10 one. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like we're going kind of heavy Northwestern, uh, but I'm going to – it's between a few guys. I'm going to go Chase Audige. I think that he is the most menacing on defense, and Robbie actually, foreshadowing, talks a lot about it um, when we, when we kind of discussed Northwestern as a team. But Northwestern had the best team defense. Who was the best individual defender guarding the best player every night? That was Chase Audige. I want I, he deserves some individual accolade because this year was so special for them. So I'm going to give it to him. I think it's a lock for him if Collins doesn't win Coach of the Year, based on what you oh, were talking about earlier. Coleman. Yep. All right, and the answer is Felix Akpara in the second half of the Purdue game for Ohio State. The first, the second half of the first Purdue game when he blocked Edie and it led to a Bryce dunk. That was defensive player of the year for Ohio State. Not play player. What a what a great answer. What a great answer. Um uh yeah, I mean Felix is unbelievable. If he doesn't win defensive player of the year in the Big Ten one of the next, you know, three years, I'd be pretty surprised. He against Maryland, right, a week and a half ago, he was like the Zach Eady of Ohio State in the sense that he blocked a ton of shots, but he every single shot in the lane he impacted and altered, which is the sign of a great defender. So um, I'm, I'm a big fan. Obviously we could talk about Ohio state guys and, and what they'll be in the future forever. But, um, I'd be surprised if he's not in contention for a big 10, uh, all defensive team, at the very least, if not uh, defensive player of the year soon. Can I tell you why I'm a little bit excited about Ohio state in the big 10 tournament? Because they're playing their best basketball in months. Kind of. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited because now the rotation and the team right now is, is settled because it's a few games. Post. I love how you say, I love you say it now. It's like, well, this could be the last game of the year. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why I'm a little excited because now it's, it's a few games under Felix's belt of there's no Zed, you yeah. know, it's a few games under you know how much you're going to play. Right. And it's <laughs> could be, since ball's last game ever, which means we could see something special. We saw something special in Malachi's last game ever against Villanova. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, I, I, that's a, that's a really good point. I, I, on that note, um, uh, our friend Emily Eamon over at Big Ten Network, she tweeted today, who is your dark horse and who do you think is going to win the Big Ten tournament? And I commented, responded, replied on Twitter and said, uh, Ohio State and Ohio State, which I do think Ohio State is a dark horse, 100%. Um, just however you define a dark horse. Do I think Ohio State's going to win the tournament? Probably not, but I got a few replies from my tweet, and someone said, just out of curiosity, Joey, what makes you say that, that no one wants to play Ohio State? Because that's why I responded to them first. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, no one wants to play Ohio State. And he said, out of curiosity, Joey, why do you say that? I was like, uh, I don't know. Have you watched them play the last few games? Like they're playing really good basketball. They beat Illinois by 12. They beat Maryland by 12. And they were in it at Michigan State on senior day, which is impossible to be. So um, watch out for the Buckeyes. So we're not going to go through Ohio State's path and be like, this is what they're going to do to win the Big Ten tournament because we know they have to beat Iowa, beat Michigan State, beat the winner of Purdue, Rutgers, Michigan. We could do that. You could look that up yourself. But we are going to talk briefly about what we think is going to happen, who we think is going to win. I think Michigan – I'm going to give you a game prediction, just okay. like one game that I think is going to happen. 
and I'm going to give you a champ prediction. Okay. I think Michigan State's going to win the Big Ten tournament. Okay. They're playing. And I think. And I think. I think the winner, and I actually got shit from Greenberg for saying this a few years ago. I said the winner of Team Hines versus Sideline Cancer is going to make it, you know, far in TBT. But I think the winner of Michigan Rutgers, which I think is going to be Michigan, but I think regardless of the winner is going to beat Purdue. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Rutgers is playing too bad right now to, to beat Michigan. Like Michigan spiraling, but they're playing good basketball. Rutgers is not playing good basketball. Um, And I think you're right that either one of them will be Purdue. Rutgers kind of has Purdue's number and Michigan has guys that can handle Edie in Dickinson and, and Reed Jr. Uh, or Reed the third, whatever, whatever his last name, big, big, big body who kind of lost them the game against Indiana, but that's neither here nor there. Um, they got bodies to throw at Dickinson or they at Edie. Um, and they're playing for something pretty substantial, making the NCAA tournament. It reminds me of when this was my freshman year tournament was in Indianapolis, Michigan played God knows who on the first day, maybe Illinois eight, nine game and, and, and beat them good. And then the next day they played Indiana and all, and, and it was an eight, one matchup. And all they had to do to make the NCAA tournament was beat Indiana. Sure enough, buzzer beater corner three to, to make the NCAA tournament. And I have, I feel like that could very well happen again. And it scares me because I don't want it to happen again. Who's your pick to win it? Well, you said Indiana, but talk a little more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana's my pick because of their road. Um, You know, they're going to play. And let me just pull it up to kind of just talk about the bottom half of the bracket. Cause you just talked about the top. Um, So they would have, they would have the winner of Maryland versus Minnesota, Nebraska. Yeah. So I, I think Nebraska is going to play Maryland and Nebraska is playing as good a basketball as just about any team in the big 10, which is crazy. But I think Maryland wins that game, but no matter who's playing Indiana, it's a favorable matchup. Like Maryland is, uh, they don't scare me. And Nebraska is, is Nebraska. But the best part about their, their from there is that they don't have to play Iowa who they just struggled against. They don't have to play Michigan state who is playing probably the best basketball in the entire conference. And they don't have to play Purdue. They get to play Northwestern who faltered a tad down the stretch besides their win against Rutgers on the last day of the season. Indiana matches up very, and very their win against well. Indiana. Right. Well, that was a, that was a long, that was a longer time ago. I know. Um, so I, I think that that's an, that they don't, the fact that they don't have to play any of the teams that I just mentioned to the championship game bodes well for Indiana. I like their road, which means they'll probably lose their first game, but um, I got Indiana winning it all. I don't like how that sounds. I also don't like, I, I do think it's going to be Michigan state, Indiana, which is just like, that'll be so good for the big 10. If that happens, that'll be so, so good for the big 10. And um, in terms of that, that those are maybe the two biggest alumni bases that'll show up and show out in Chicago. So that's how I feel. I do think Ohio state wins their first game against Wisconsin. I pray God they win that first game. And then Iowa does not want to play Ohio state. Yes, they beat them pretty good at home, but we beat the shit out of them in the shot um, earlier this year. And uh, I truly think that they are hoping – I I know the feeling, right, of watching the games 
and rooting for one team over the other. When we were in New York, Northwestern played Penn State, and we sat there and rooted for Northwestern to beat Penn State because we wanted to play Northwestern in the semi in the in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. I know for a fact that I was watching Ohio State versus Wisconsin, and they are praying that Wisconsin wins that game. And for that reason, I feel pretty solid about the Buckeyes' chances against Iowa. So just got to take care of business on that first game, and then the rest is like let it rip and and. This is like the perfect segue because Robbie really touches on this, but in the tournament, there is an advantage of playing one game before your opponent. There's an advantage, whether that is shooting better, knowing the gym, having some confidence, having some momentum, whatever it is, there's an advantage. So whoever wins, whether it be Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio State, Wisconsin, they have an advantage in their next game, and it'll be exciting to see it. And there's not many better venues to watch basketball than in the United Center the house that Michael Jordan built the greatest basketball player of all time. And now we get to um, sit back and relax and, and just know that me and Andrew will, will be there. So come say hi to us. If you see us, when do you think was the last time that the, that the team playing on Wednesday was even on the bubble at all? I mean, Wisconsin's on the bubble. That's pretty crazy. They're, they're playing Wednesday. They're one of the worst three teams in the big 10 record wise. And they're yeah. on the bubble trying to think i don't I, I don't think truthfully i don't think ever i don't, I don't I, you know it's very rare that ohio state or the, that the big 10 gets like close to 10 teams right they get 9 10 maybe 11 if in an unbelievable year so maybe there's if they get 11 that one of the teams is playing in it but if it's 10 teams i you gotta think it's the top usually there's more separation right there's not you know f- from wisconsin up like there is some serious like one game action, half a game between between teams, you know? So it's all interesting. I think I think they might be on the bubble in the sense that they have the opportunity to beat Ohio State, Iowa, then Michigan State, which would move them. I think if they win, I think if they win two games, they probably have a pretty good chance. Right. I think they're on the bubble because of the opportunity that sits in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, if, if that makes sense. I, I I agree. They've got it all the games. Well, they just they, they got they have the own, their own destiny in their hands, Andrew. They just got to win. Win a couple Do you games. think do you think Nebraska can get in without winning the Big 10 tournament? That's so interesting you say that. They I I guess not cuz they're no one's talking about it, but like haven't they played their way into a conversation? If they if they beat Minnesota beat Maryland, beat Indiana and lost in the semis and finished 19 and 16 fresh off the win against Indiana. I don't think it's enough. It's crazy. That's not, but yeah, 19 and 16 is tough. The reason I don't think it's enough is because someone else, someone else around the country is doing something. Cincinnati. That's my bid stealer team of the, of the year is Cincinnati. I think they're going to do it. Even though they got, blown out by Ohio state. Yeah. All right. I love it. Go Bearcats. We love Wes Miller. That's our guy. What if we just take all the teams that Ohio state beat this year to go far in March madness? I don't know how many of them are in the tournament. True. I'll take a look. Iowa, Maryland, Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Illinois, Texas tech. Maybe they're on the bubble, but they probably won't get in. Well, they don't have a coach. Right. Well, they have an interim coach. Um, 
San Diego State. Oh, no, they didn't beat them. Duke. Oh, no, they lost. UNC. Maybe Rutgers. 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 Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern, they're going to win one game. Oh, man, that stretch of... One, two, yeah, okay. Three, well, that's all right. Well, let's get to this interview with Robbie. It's unbelievable that it'll get your Big Ten basketball fix in and, and we'll catch you at the uh, end of the episode briefly. But it, it's the best time of the year, Andrew. And, and it made me feel even better when we talked to, to Robbie about it. Let's get to it. All right. Join us now on Drive the Lane, making another appearance. Our favorite, you know, just basketball guy out there, I think is a great way to put it. Robbie Hummel, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. It's good to be back. Yeah, Robbie, we're excited to, to talk some Big Ten hoops. Obviously, preview uh, the Big Ten tournament because you will be on the call for every single game as you do all week during basketball season. We we were joking before, busiest man in, in basketball, and that's a funny Twitter joke, and, and we'll, we'll let Goodman keep all the funny Twitter jokes about you. But um, no, Jeff, Jeff is full <laughs> of shit. That's what he is. <laughs> He's totally full of shit. I, I do want to start off with a softball for you before we talk actual hoops. I know you love basketball. I know you love what you do, but why really do you call a nine games every single week? Cause I don't do anything in the summer. <laughs> it's like you have to work some at some point during the year. Um, and I really do love basketball. I, I love going to the games. I love the big 10. Uh, it's pretty cool to get to sit courtside at, at, any big 10 basketball game. Think about like when you were a kid, if you were told you'd get to do that, how you'd sign up for it in a heartbeat. So um, I think because I played in the league and I've watched the league since I was a little kid, I have a real appreciation for it. But to be honest, I call these games so that I could just play golf in the summer and not do anything. That's really my sole motivation. <laughs> so I can have, have like the teacher's schedule is what I'm looking for. You know, work, work in the winter and not do anything in the summertime. Be- because of all your travel, how happy are you that the Big Ten tournament is on your home turf this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it in Chicago. I love the United Center growing up as a kid going and seeing Michael Jordan play. So that building is, is special for that reason to me. Um, I love it in Chicago, but I probably like it a little bit more. I love it a little bit more in Indianapolis. I, I just think the the city shuts down for it. Indianapolis is the right size to where you, it, everything is walkable, um, bars, restaurants, hotels. Chicago is, is the third biggest city in the country. So that's, it's not going to shut down for the event the way that Indianapolis would. But Chicago is a great sports city. Um, and the good thing about Chicago is, much like Indianapolis, these alumni bases are all right there. You're going to pack it for Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Ohio State. There, there's so many grads there. It's why Northwestern never – Really has the home, home court advantage, right? They are 50-50 in a lot of the Big Ten games they play, which is tough for them, but this year has, has worked out because they've, they've been you know really good at home. Uh, are you a guy that – I know you are a little biased and you just mentioned it, but are you a guy that thinks every year it should be an indie or do you like a little rotation? Should there be a um, added or taken out? Yeah, I'm I'm okay for rotation. I mean, I really like Indianapolis, but I really like Chicago. I think Detroit is an interesting concept for the Michigan, Michigan State. It's also close enough. I, I wouldn't hate that. Minneapolis will be interesting. I just think you are taking away the drivability of a lot of these schools. 
you know, you're going to need Minnesota, you're going to need Iowa, and you're going to need Wisconsin to, to go deep. We were lucky in New York. Rutgers was good. Penn State was good. And by good, I mean made a deeper run. I think Rutgers got to the quarterfinals. Penn State got to the quarterfinals. Michigan has a huge alumni base in New York City. So the right teams won for that to really work, I felt like. Um, but Minneapolis will be a test. And I know D.C. was not that one stung. what we wanted. Okay. I'll say it for you. That, did, that you play, did you play it? Did you play in that one? I was in DC. I only, I mean, I was only in there for two hours. We lost to Rutgers. We gave up 30, <laughs> we gave up 20 offensive rebounds in that game. And then next, and then, well, two years later, or no, no, next year was in New York, which was awesome. But we were, yes. Penn State went deep because they beat us. So, um, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. DC, the crowds were not, not oh, great. It was, uh, it was, I, was that yeah, that's my biggest fear about Minneapolis because Chicago and Indianapolis are so drivable. You know, people don't have to book plane plane tickets, and it's it's more affordable. Just wait for so, LA. That'll be even. More I was fun. just about to say, <laughs> when when are we getting Staples Center or Crypto Arena? It's called now. When but are we I getting? Think, well, now I guess Staples doesn't host the conference championship because the Pac-12 goes to Vegas, don't they? Yeah, so it's I mean, open. <laughs> why it's not? available. Yeah, yeah, Purdue, man, that, Purdue, Wisconsin be... in LA for the Big Ten <laughs> Championship. Boy, with with eighteen people at the game, the three of us maybe included, yeah. we'll enjoy the weather for that. Well, <laughs> well, Robbie, we do. We have a bracket. We, you know, it works out because we want to touch a little bit Ohio State, of course. That's the first game we get. That's the first game you get. That's the one you're calling Wednesday. Yes. Yep. I will. I will do Ohio State, Wisconsin. All right, so paint us the picture of the Buckeyes running the table in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> well, no team has ever done it, so we'll start with that. Um, that's not well, good. But no, no team's ever won five games in the Big Ten tournament to expand to 14. Um, I I said this on the game, I think, two nights ago, and there was an Ohio State fan who tweeted at me that I was a total idiot, which I might be. But I, I said I, I would not want to play Ohio State right now. I really wouldn't. It's all about when you play these teams. And it, it was like that when Joey played and when I played and, and when Glenn Robinson played and when Jimmy Jackson. It's always been like that, where you get teams that I, – I saw Ohio State against Iowa. And in my mind after that game, I thought Ohio State is going to lose to Purdue at Purdue by 30. And they did. <laughs> because you could just see it. Like, they, they just – they looked awful. And then – I think in the in the first half of that Purdue game, though, they found some solid stretches. I know it got away from them, and then they built on that. And against Penn State, they had some really solid stretches, and they were right there. And then built on it for the Illinois win, and then built on it to beat Maryland. And I thought they played well in East Lansing because Michigan State has been on fire from three. It's been unbelievable to see the way that those guys have shot the basketball really from the, the Iowa game on. And they've been a good three-point shooting team all year, but now – Really, really burning it. Um, but I, I think Ohio State's playing good basketball. I give Chris a lot of credit for keeping these guys together. I give the players a lot of credit for keeping it together. You know, Justice Suing has had a really challenging senior year, but I think the last three games he's played really well, almost in a triple double in East Lansing. Um, you know, Sentabaugh, I felt like I feel like has been. How do I want to say this? He still defensively is not great, but I, I do feel like on top of his scoring, he's made some plays for other people, which I didn't feel like he was doing earlier in the year. Some of the drives to touch the paint and spray it for guys to either get an open shot or then make a play for themselves. It, it's been an improvement. Um, and then also Zed key was so banged up. 
he couldn't be what he is, a physical uh, guy that wants to bang in this league and, and with his physicality is effective. Um, and it was sad to watch him uh, because I know he's a good player and I've seen him play well in, in this conference, but you could see even when he's reaching for rebounds or, or trying to shoot a jump hook with that you know, injured shoulder, he just couldn't. So now you've got, you've gone more athletic, you've gone smaller with Eugene Brown and you've gone really athletic and long with Felix Akpara. Akpara was phenomenal against Maryland. He's going to be really good. Um, so I, I like the way they're playing. I think Bruce Thornton is going to be a great point guard in this league and has, has shown some flashes of that. I don't know how I make the case for them to win five in a row for you, but I, I would not be surprised if we see them for multiple games in Chicago. Um, I will. I, I think you're spot on. Obviously, you're, you're a smart guy. You've seen probably as many Ohio State games this year as I have, uh, honestly. And um, I get excited about the future, right? This, 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 you know, whether it's one game, two games, three games, four freshmen starting in a tournament style, is something that will be awesome for this year. Great experience. But then next year, when you're in a position where hopefully you have a double buy or at least a single buy, and then you're playing in the NCAA tournament, you're playing meaningful games in March. You know, that's what everyone dreams about and having four freshmen and probably three of them, who knows, maybe four of them coming back next year. It's all, it's all great. And that's why Ohio state is, is a team you don't want to play because they're playing well. I want to ask you if you have two or three other teams that you absolutely would not want to face. If you're playing them in the drawer, you might have them. Who are some other teams on your mind? I can't believe I'm going to say this because they've lost, I believe, two in a row. Has Michigan lost three in a row? Two. Just they beat Wisconsin. Two in a row. They, oh, they beat Wisconsin. That's right. Oh, yeah. Could have lost three in a row. Yeah. Could have um, easily won I, I three thought, in a row. Easily. I, I thought they played really well at Illinois and just, I mean, they're up seven in overtime. You got to close the deal. They don't. And then they had every opportunity today. I, I And they have a lot to play for. You know, they're on that bubble. They need to make a run. I think they are playing well. I could see them making a run here. I'm, I'll throw Michigan State out there as well. I think they're playing great basketball. Um, Indiana is a little confusing right now. I, I'm, I I don't understand what's happened there since the Purdue game. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the, the, the state of Michigan should feel good about the way their teams are playing. Michigan with a lot to play for. Um, and even though maybe the win column doesn't reflect that, I could see them making a run and, and Michigan State playing playing great ball as well. So back when you were playing, way back when, I'm not talking TBT yeah. last year, I'm talking Big Ten. So <laughs> yeah, that's <what> <laughs> for the for the Thursday games, all right, you got Rutgers and Michigan. We know that matchup there. We got Penn State and Illinois. We know that matchup there. Would you rather be in Illinois and a Michigan where you got two days to scout or not two days, four days to scout, you know, you know what you're planning or would you rather be, you know, in Iowa or Maryland where you're going to get a team on a back to back? Yeah, I, I'd rather, not. I'd rather, no, I'd rather get the team that has not played. I think in the first game fatigue hasn't totally set in and they're in a rhythm and they've won a game and they're feeling good about themselves. I, I'd rather be Illinois or Michigan and say, all right, we're playing Rutgers cold, just like we are, or we're playing Penn state cold, just like we are instead of, wow, Ohio state somehow made 13 threes last night or, or, <laughs> you know, Nebraska is on fire. Casey Tominaga had 30. Now we get to try to slow him down. Um, not that Minnesota or Wisconsin couldn't win those games either, but I, I would much rather take the cold, the cold matchup. I think what the most underrated part of that is, a lot of these teams don't play an entire, they go an entire season without playing in an NBA arena until, um, you know, the conference tournament. 
And right. it's not it's not easy to just walk in and shoot in those gyms, especially when they're it can be an adjustment, yeah. Especially when they could be empty too, right? Let alone just this huge because you're playing at noon and yeah, yes, Michigan will bring a huge crowd, so there's nothing to worry about. But if it you know, it was a Minnesota versus whoever, right? It might not be packed. But what I'm most curious about is which seed below the double buys do you think is the best chance to win it all? Uh, boy. So the Thursday team is what you're saying. Yeah. Thursday or Wednesday uh, team. Uh, essentially, yeah. Well, not Rutgers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, watched, I watched Iowa today give away what felt like they should have been up 10 or, or more at times, and Nebraska got them. Penn State has been up and down, but got a massive win today. Illinois, I if you figure <laughs> Illinois out, good luck. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Maryland, I don't really. I, that's an impossible question. That's, I had a, bad, a, fan, that's a bad question. I, that's a, I, had a, I had a fan come up to me in Iowa today and say, "Robbie, who do you think's going to win the Big Ten tournament?" And I, I literally laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I, you could tell me eight different teams are going to win this thing, and I, yeah, okay, I can see that. I could also make a case for them to lose in their first game, you know, like everybody. So if you're going to make me pick somebody, yeah, I'm gonna Illinois, because their talent level is insane and they catch a burner and they're shooting a ton of threes and they're just making everything. I'm and they, that. they'll be fired up drinking a ton of energy drinks before the games, <laughs> you know, that's the, craziest, that's the craziest story. I The wildest thing about it was watching him in the interview. He is so proud of it. Yeah. He didn't. He missed practice for two days, and I was thinking, what would Matt Painter do to me if I, in 2009, called into the trainers like, "Yo, I was playing Call of Duty the second ver- version in 2009, <laughs> like Call of Duty 2, and I just I drank way too many monsters or Red Bulls. I can't come in, and I'm not going to be there for two days. How much would I run <laughs> if that was a call I, I made? I just don't understand how." how- who needs more than two Red Bulls? I, I know. I, I but then the way he was he was so proud of it. You know, <laughs> you could make a reality television show about Illinois season and it would be phenomenal. I mean, they have had more crazy stuff happen to that group. So up and down, you know, the Brad Underwood fart speech is, <laughs> is vintage television right there. Um yeah, they they have had from from the highs of beating Texas at the Garden, and you know beating UCLA and almost beating Virginia and almost winning the main event. Um, I, I just I can't imagine what some of their practices have been like because Brad doesn't get after those guys. I think it was a poor attempt at trying to get like an NIL deal. I, I think, think he was attempt. like, he's got some sense but he was making them look terrible, saying he got poisoned from it. Basically, That's it was a poor, <laughs> yeah. a poor. Yeah, caffeine poisoning. Yeah. He did say in the post game after Michigan that, that they reached out to him and that there was something in the works. You know? I, I didn't know you could get caffeine poisoning, number one. And then number two, I also think that as great of uh, a reality TV show as Illinois basketball will be, I still think Iowa probably would be better just for I mean, they're They're up there, too. Yeah, for, <laughs> just for just Coach give me Graham. all the McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, today Patrick McCaffrey in warm-ups came over to me. And Patrick's a great kid and a good player, and he's certainly been through a lot this year and, and in, in years past. Um, but a, a kid that's really easy to root for, for sure. And we have a lot of great kids in the Big Ten. 
But he came over and said, hey, I went back and watched the Indiana game. And I heard that you said I was three for 16 from three my last four games. And he, you could tell he took it as a slight. And to me, I'm like, this is not a slight. This is it's a fact. A fact. <laughs> a fact. You are three of your last 16 from three. And he goes, well, today I'm, I'm going to make five today. You watch. And he literally made five threes in the first half. And every one he made, he was staring over at us at the score table. Unbelievable. He called a shot. He, he pulled a Babe Ruth. The only thing that sucks is he didn't win the game. I mean, imagine. <laughs> he lost the game. I mean, imagine if he went over eight or something. I mean, that would have just been man i know but he acted like it was a slight to him it's not you know we've yeah. all been there we've all been there if you played you're going through a little slump and it's the announcer's job to point it out when you're I, not making shots i i do imagine you being on a broadcast being ohio state's lost 12 or 13 and then just getting grilled on twitter it's like well well they yeah. did lost 12 or 13 no i mean that's people always take it so personally but that's that's the fact they, they had lost 12, 13. I, I'm amazed you don't have more, probably because you don't have time, but you don't have more fun on Twitter. Like I, I just, <clears> yeah. That- I think part of it is too. I'm not just, I'm just not that creative with it, but I, I didn't really grow up with it. You know, it became cool when I was in college. I made it after my senior year or maybe <laughs> after my junior year. Um, but I, I tweet some, I've tried to do it more because it's a good way to engage and it's, it's good to help kind of build Things for your career, but I, I really am not good at it, so that's why I don't I don't do it all that. Well, well, we'll clip, Andrew. Yeah, we'll clip that McCaffrey story and we'll tweet that out. And also, we crafted up like the greatest Robbie Hummel video last summer with you <laughs> announcing while yeah. bringing the ball up the court. That that was some good social media. Yeah, stuff. that that took some real talent right there to uh, to do that. <laughs> you know, announce and and still man to not brick the layup. That's uh, that's multitasking right there. It's fine. Uh, Robbie, go ahead. Go ahead. Andrew. Well, I was just going to say at the beginning of the year and Joey's going to know where I'm going with this way beginning of the year, like back when Ohio state was like 10 and three. Okay. <laughs> yep. I said, good. Oh. yeah, exactly. Back when people were listening to our show, I said, <laughs> I said, this is what I'm thinking this year, the regular season, big 10 winner, the big 10 tournament winner and the team that goes the furthest in March are all going to be different. And I'm yep. so confident in that being the case now. What are your thoughts on that? I, I don't think it's a bad sentiment. I mean, Purdue is the regular season champion. I don't think they're necessarily playing their best basketball or great basketball by any means. Sounds like they played well in the, they're really well in the first half today and then not so well in the second. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue won this thing either. I mean, Edie is a force. He can follow out your front court. And the thing with Purdue is, are they taking care of the basketball? Are they making threes on the weak side? I feel like that is going to decide everything for them here down the stretch. Because Edie is pretty consistent with what he does game to game. He, he's the national player of the year. Um, but when they're missing shots and they're throwing the ball over the place of their team, they're, they're going to be in dogfights. And that's where you see some of these games have, have come down to the end. And even the Maryland game got out of hand. Um, now, I, I think that in a tournament setting, prepping for Zach Eady when you haven't seen Trace Jackson Davis, Cliff Amore, Hunter Dickinson, Zach Eady in your league is going to be very challenging for teams. But I don't think what you said is outlandish by any means. If Purdue is the regular season champ and we get a team like a Michigan State or an Illinois or an Indiana or, or whoever, Northwestern Maryland, you know, Michigan, 
they win the Big Ten tournament, and you say that somebody else is going to be the team that makes it furthest in the, in the tournament in the NCAA, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me either. That's really great analysis, I know. But that's the way <laughs> this season has gone. That's the way this whole thing has been a year. Nothing is, has been predictable. How amazing that there was eight teams going into today, or nine or ten, that had no idea where they'd be seated. And some of the seed variations were, well, if Northwestern wins their game, they're the second seed. And if they lose their game, they're in the 8-9 game. That's incredible. That's unbelievable. I was texting I was texting a buddy today, and I was like, hey, I got us tickets for the Ohio State game. It's looking like they're going to play Nebraska. And then I text him. I'm like, actually, I think if Wisconsin loses, they're playing Wisconsin. And then two minutes later, I was like, never mind. It's locked in. It's Wisconsin. So even just today, yeah. like it changed like 10 times. It's chaos. Think about this for Nebraska. So they win today. And I believe that puts them – what, what is their? They are now sixteen and fifteen. So they are they're guaranteed to get a share, or not a share. Sorry, my brain is not working. <laughs> they are guaranteed to be five hundred. Not getting into the single buy for them and playing Minnesota, who is the worst team in the league, gives them a game that if they win, they will be above five hundred. You're trying to make the NIT. It's it's a good thing for them that they aren't in the single box because yeah. they play the, and it doesn't matter quad one, two, three, four. They just need to win and finish this year off at what would be 17 and 16 if they lost in their second game. So it's, it's really, there's a lot going on here. There really is, but it's amazing how much it was changing so rapidly. Robbie, I do. I have one last question. Then we can, uh, you know, kind of wrap this up the way, the way we normally do and get you, get you to sleep. Cause we know you got a busy day tomorrow, but I, I do want your opinion on this idea that the Big Ten gets the most teams in the tournament every single year. None of the teams are going to win the national championship. They beat each other up all year. Uh, wait, what are what are your overall thoughts on that? Because I have, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't it's, know. It's so interesting. I yeah, it is fascinating because the the fact that a team hasn't won since the Mateen Cleves teams at Michigan State <laughs> for all the good teams that have been in this league is, is pretty unbelievable. Um, there's a lot of theories out there. First one, the refs. I've heard the refs a lot. That's bogus because the refs in the Big Ten aren't just refing in the Big Ten. <laughs> Watch TV. Doug Sermon's at Ohio State. Then he's at Oklahoma State. Then he's at, in the ACC. Kelly Pfeiffer today did the Iowa game. He repped Arizona UCLA last night. There is no such thing as a Big Ten ref. I did an SEC game and I watched Tennessee and Auburn maul each other, <laughs> beat the shit out of each other. It's the same. Like, so I, I think that is totally bogus as for the league being tough and the depth of the league. Yeah. I think that that can be an issue, but shit, the big 12, the depth there is insane too. And they have, I think the higher upper echelon quality at the top that the big 10 is missing this year with the Texas's, the Kansas's, Kansas State, you know, some of those teams that have played in, in the upper echelon, Baylor. Um, and, and you could make the case for Purdue in that, but I'd say everybody else has, has not been to the level of those teams. Um, I, I look at this as it's, it's a guards game in March, and I think the best, most pro-ready guards have not been in the Big Ten. I think that is what is more maybe what this comes down to. I have no scientific way to back that up. <laughs> so I don't know how to prove that, but I, I do think even though there's really good players in the big 10, I think some of the teams in the sec, the big 12 and the ACC that have made deep runs have had pros, especially in the backcourt. 
And I think that's maybe where we've maybe come up a little bit short. That could be totally bullshit too. <laughs> but like that's that. what I'm going to go with. I like that. I'm I'm in for that narrative. Get us guards. Bruce Thornton, go to the, the counter. The counter would be uh, Ivy to that argument, but oh, and, that's and a he, one-off. Totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. And and unfortunately, he had a horrific game against St. Peter's. Yeah. He's a yeah. great, great talent. Um, you'd certainly take him. He's a, he's a pro, um, but he he was really bad in that game. And, and there's going to be multiple examples of that. You know, yeah, Angelo Russell's a pro. Right. He was at Ohio State. Um, I I got more. I got a final question for you. Just we didn't touch on it. Want to get your thoughts on Northwestern because it's it's crazy in my opinion what they've yep. done this year because I Collins, so yeah, Collins was two years ago. Hey, next yeah. year's your last year. Three years yeah. ago, oh, he's got one year left, and now it's like, where's he going? Is he going to Duke? You know, I, I think he's getting extended. Right. <laughs> so that's that's how he's going to get it unless he went to go somewhere else. I mean, think about this: Chris Collins has now gotten the first two seed in the history of Northwestern. Tournament, and he's he's made the first NCAA tournament in the history of the program, and now he's taking them to their second. So I don't see how he's not going to get a pretty big extension here. Um, and certainly, I, I think that with NIL, you could see Bowie and Adige maybe back, which means they ret- they return almost everybody, save for Verhoeven. Um, he's done a phenomenal job. I I've kind of wavered on the coach of the year um, because they lost three in a row at the end. But still, to be picked 13th or whatever, I think they were 13th in the preseason poll, and to be in the discussion to win the league as late as, as mid-February is, is pretty phenomenal. Um, I, I've gone back and forth between him and, and Coach Payne just because Purdue was picked six, and they've been number one in the country for multiple weeks. They win the league by three games. I don't, I don't think there's a wrong answer between the two. I said today, we, we talked about it, I think Payne, Coach Payne before – Northwestern had played, but just because they were on a slide and, and Purdue won it by so much, but I, I wouldn't argue Collins. He's done a phenomenal job and hiring Chris Lowry was a brilliant play because defensively they are, they have an identity. You know, they trap the post, they'll, they'll switch four ways. They're physical as anybody in the league. Um, but I think trapping the post has kind of become something that they, even though they've gotten burned a little bit on threes, they have not been a good three-point defensive team because of the skip passes that they give up. They have something that they hang their hat on. They have an identity. They play their asses off. They, they trap you in the post. They make it difficult for you. Adige, to me, is the defensive player of the year in the league. I think McConnell's great. I think Trace Jackson Davis is great. But I, I just think the way Adige at times this year has totally dominated games defensively, you know, you have to game plan around the fact that he is going to take your best perimeter player away. And he's, he's probably going to take the rock a couple of times too. Um, so Chris Collins has done a phenomenal job. He deserves an extension. And I, I would assume he's going to get one. Can there be co-coaches of the year? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. Who's Jake the guy that, Jake Diebler undefeated. <laughs> there we go. Get Jake in there. Um, that was last year, right? No, you remember Holtman got tossed and they won oh, the they, game. <laughs> no, they, the, wait. Oh no, they, they lost. They, so they came back. Jake they is, came back. Jake is totally lost. defeated. He has yeah. no wins this year. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Warren is is probably one foot out the door to the Bears. Who's the guy that decides this? Uh, <laughs> you think he just goes, you know what? For my last hurrah, co-coaches of the year. 
<laughs> my last my last move is commish is i'm gonna i'm gonna give out the co co-coach of the year uh well all right robbie we will let you go um good luck to our call on the socon we do end the show you know we ask you do you have any questions honestly at this point we're gonna ask you but you could just say no that's the first time we've ever done it we're gonna okay. let, let you say no if you don't have any questions for us um Andrew, ask Joey who won in golf uh, oh. <laughs> two summers ago. That's, that's, that's a, a good question. That's not a, that's not a question. That no, was, he asked me. He asked me I to asked ask him you. If well, he, if you phrased it, Andrew, could okay. you please? Andrew, Andrew could you please you ask Joey who won <laughs> on Joey's golf course when we played two summers ago? Yeah, absolutely. So, Joey, when you guys golfed on your home golf course yeah. yep. two, two years ago, who won? Um, Robbie won. I lost, and I played great too. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, Joey, had, Joey had some good shots. He hit some good shots. That's you know. That's so. I feel like you're selling me short by saying he hit some good shots. I played he hit some great shots. You played great. What, what did you What did you shoot? You shot. I think I shot an 81, and you shot like a 77. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. I was actually. You've, thought, you've thank always you, been great such. A, you've always <laughs> been such a great shooter, Robbie. <laughs> You know, it just it, it it lives in my body. I can't shoot a basketball anymore, so now I'm going to become a great shooter of the golf ball. I mean, I, I had I had more points than Robbie Hummel that day, you know. So it's not all that's true. Not all you, you did out you did outscore me. There you go, <laughs> Robbie. Are you are you officially TBT retired too? Yes, I got oh. retired when Mitch no. Creek was fucking destroying me last year. <laughs> I'll I'll help out, but I I could I could play against the MAC team. But we're playing the dudes that are legitimate pros, like Jimmer <laughs> and Trevor Booker and Jeremy Evans and Mitch Creek. I didn't even know who Mitch Creek was until that that game, but now I do. I'll never forget him. He's the guy <laughs> that I said, "This is over. <laughs> this, this is not fun." This guy has thirty points. The, you know when I knew it was over though? <laughs> At one point, and I don't know what half it was. We were taking the ball out of bounds, and there was kind of like a slow. The ref wasn't putting the ball in play, and Mitch Creek <laughs> yelled up to Jordan Crawford to deny Lewis Jackson the basketball because he wanted me to bring it up because he could smell blood in the water. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't broke pressure in five years. I have not brought the ball up against pressure in five years. I play basketball now, now that I'm not playing three on three, maybe once a week, if that, maybe not. <laughs> So I, I shouldn't have been out there probably last year. Um, but I didn't get to play at Muirfield because of it. Thanks a lot to Ryan, Ryan K, the men of Mackey GM got us on there. That's fun. Yeah. But I, I played okay in the Mac game, but I am not, I can't be playing in students that are still like legit playing. That's not, I'm just not, I'm not setting myself up for success Robbie, when we're doing that. Robbie, I know you, you got onto Mirfield. That's great. Maybe you can work to get us together onto Mirfield because you played at the golf club of Dublin because of me. That's true. Uh, you got me on <laughs> golf club of Dublin and I, I owe the favor back to get on Mirfield Jack's course. <laughs> Cause those are equal. Robbie, you're the man. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Maybe we'll call a TBT game together and do this the whole time. There we go. That'd, That'd be, be fun. fun. That'd be fun. I, wait, so good Robbie. to see you guys. I wanted to point out that Northwestern has officially tied the second furthest they've ever gone in the tournament <laughs> by being in the quarterfinals. I just wanted to point that out. That is a, that's a great observation right there. And, yeah. and congrats to the cat yep. <laughs> for, for their second best run. 
<laughs> we love Mel Clemson. All right, listen to if you're if when you're listening to this, Robbie has already called the game, but listen to him on BTN for Wednesday, Ohio State Hoops. Big time. You'll you won't have you won't have heard that game yet. You'll have heard the SoCon championship. Anyway, Robbie, get some sleep. You're the best. Thank you, sir. All right, no problem, guys. See ya. See ya. We know you enjoyed that interview with Robbie Hummel. He's the best. We talked about it last night. We've had a million guys on the show who are calling the game, you know, calling upcoming games, going to be on the radio, and they're always, oh, I can't give a prediction. Robbie just gives it to you straight. That's the kind of guy he is. He's a straight shooter, and he's a great shooter. And we had a great time with him on the show. He's the man. I do think that he is on the Mount Rushmore of college basketball analysts. Um, Funny enough, shout out to our guy, Mark Titus, who had his first episode of his show that just released earlier this week. Me and him were texting back and forth because he had Fran for Schill on, and we love Fran. And the episode was great, and uh, we started talking about who are our favorite guys, and we both mentioned Robbie and Fran right away, and the rest just don't really matter. So, um, shout out to those guys. Shout out to Josh Schaffner, and uh, <laughs> shout out to Scott and Nancy Lane. I'm gonna give a little "We Love Seth Greenberg" love. Sure. Love Seth Greenberg. That's our guy. I think I think he's on our our Mount Rushmore for sure. I don't disagree. Like of like guests slash and like I think he's in the same same level in my opinion as for Shilla and Robbie of guys that I want to talk ball with. Fuck yeah, on the golf course. Shout out to Robbie for asking that as the last question. Was not expecting that. Yeah, that was great. And you even gave him the out of, hey, you don't have to ask anything. We know it's late. And he hit you with a good one. Yeah, he did. He, he always delivers that, Robbie Hummel. All right. We're gonna get we're gonna get you some content next week. Maybe be maybe even as early as, as Sunday night, but unlikely. We'll see what happens. Buckle up, drive the lane. Go Buckeyes. Beat those stupid ugly badgers. And the Hawkeyes. And Michigan State. And then whoever's left. Yep, that's right.
my muscles Go ahead and spit some bars But you're probably just gonna mumble A lot of rappers these days Really need to get them humble Cause they think they at the top They better stop before they stumble Cause I'm swiping all their bitties While they swiping right on mumble And your girl he calls me daddy But she only calls you uncle But no we not related homie No we not some fam You never get in clubs You can't even get in stands You never get in dubs Like the browns from the land When push comes to shove Wave that towel in your hand My team.